Well, fun fact, apparently my parents have discovered in their kitchen that they've got, they've got mice, apparently, or they think they've got mice. No, they definitely have mice. I saw them. They're very, very cute. Oh, <laughs> two little, two little rambunctious little, little devils getting in places, causing lots of damage. Ah, uh, maybe it's a newlywed couple moving to the countryside <laughs> looking for a new place to start a family. <laughs> Oh, I can't believe nobody's told us about... The, look at this fantastic location. Nobody told us about this. This is fantastic. Mm. They've moved in. <laughs> they've put up stuff all over the walls. They've gotten into the potatoes. Uh, yeah, they'll do that. Le leave their little um, presents around the floor. Their little, mm. their little black rice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Are they doing anything about it? <laughs> well, there's a, they're currently going around sealing like a lot of the holes, but they, there's a neighborhood cat that, that wanders around. Fantastic cat. Love him to bits. He's got little white socks. He's awesome. So they coaxed him in with some treats, and then they plonked him down in the kitchen, pointed him at the mice, and then the, one of the mice runs out from underneath the cooker, sprints across the floor and underneath the fridge, and the cat sits there, watches it, turns around, looks at them like, what do you want me to do? And then, you know, waddles off and goes sits on the sofa. <laughs> <laughs> not a, does not care. He's like, he's like, yeah, okay. So you show me some cool mice. Thanks, I guess. I'm gonna go sit on your sofa. Thanks. This, this is none of my business. I will yeah, sit exactly. Here. I mean, it's, like, it's funny. Okay, you know, it's funny you say business because, like, I, I don't think people are always fully aware that cats do tend towards one or the other. Like, some cats prefer to hunt birds, and some prefer to hunt like mice and other like land dwelling creatures. It's very rare that they'll yeah. hunt both. So sometimes people are like, yeah. I have a you know a, my, a mouse problem. I'm going to get a cat, and the, the cat will just quite happily watch the mice just run around. But when you know a, a beautiful little bird comes to sing in the garden, it's like you know the demon awakens. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I think this neighborhood cat that, that comes around. I think it's like if you remember our old, you know our old tortoiseshell cat, oh. Moggy. <laughs> this cat can neither hunt bird. No, 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 rodent. I think uh, I think no she's probably very, very adept. At, yeah, I think she's very adept at catching leaves if they're not too troublesome. <laughs> frogs. I remember um, frogs, frogs, like frogs and slugs. Yeah. That frogs uh, and slugs. That was th that was her greatest achievement. <laughs> well, I guess that uh -huh. does kind of segue us in today. So, hi, welcome to Indulgently Minimal. I'm Moggy, joined today by Murdoch. Hello, everyone. And Jeff. Hello. And on this week's Blobcast, our relaxed episode, we will be talking about those cute and cuddly creatures that we like to keep around the house, pets. Ah, pets with their little With their faces little smushy little faces and their little beanie <laughs> faces, yes. Yeah, <laughs> so, oh, that's so cute. Yes. Ah, uh, yes, as, 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 as you hear his last few brain cells leaving the building. <laughs> <laughs> oh, where to start? Because I know, I think we've all either have pets or have kept pets. Or have friends that keep pets? Yes. I think there's very few people that haven't been exposed to the idea of somebody keeping some form of animal in their house <laughs> as some kind of companion. Yes, I think most people have mm -hmm. come across that. People have seen the concept at least once. At least once. But I'm saying we all, uh, I think the three between the three of us, we all have like hands-on experience with, you know, a pet. Yeah, oh, yeah, but as yeah. I think you've got the most right now, living in a literal zoo, pretty much. Yeah. Almost a zoo. Well, like I said, we have three dogs, two cats, and we do also foster. So, yes, 
And there's, and there's that turtle that rocks up every now and then. Mm. I think it's two different turtles. Like at least one of the turtles has like um, cracks on its shell, and the one that we that mm. was chilling out this summer didn't. So I do think they're kind of just you know passing. Maybe, maybe he got better. He could have got better. I'd like that. Mm. They're very. I, I love turtles. They're very cute little creatures here. They're, it's always right? fun. They're when, so chill. They're like yeah, yeah, yeah. They're just like hey, what's up? Cool, cool beans. Yeah, Yo, I'm just gonna eat. I'm just gonna spend three years eating this single leaf. Uh, we'd go down. We'd give him watermelon and tomatoes, and he'd be very happy. Watermelon, watermelon. Yes. Ah, they they are very mm. they're very cute. Mm -hmm. Murdoch, I believe your uh, your family has cats. Uh yes, we have cats. The fun version of the story is that they showed up at our doorstep one day and decided to move in. <laughs> Ah, this this place seems nice. Yeah, come on, Mildred, bring the children. <laughs> um, pretty much, no, no. Um, the mother cat was put up for adoption, and we decided to adopt it. And then hmm. she had, I would like to say, two kittens. Oh, little kitties. There, there's a darker side to the story, but let's leave it as she had two kittens. Yeah. Hmm. It happens. So they've they've just they've sort of acclimated to the house, and now we have three cats at home. It's like, ah, why get one when you could have three? <laughs> Precisely. Well, the the last point on that is that I have been contemplating adopting one of the three. It's just that I have had to sit down and think very carefully about this. Yes, it's, I think, worth mentioning up top before we really descend into smushy little beans. But, mm -hmm. yeah, pets are a responsibility. At the end of the day... You know, there's something that you have to feed, clean up after. If it's a dog, you have to walk it, train it. Yeah, like, I, I think it's easy to go, oh, it's going to be so much fun, but there is a responsibility there. Mm -hmm. yeah. Also, especially if you're, if, you're, if you're adopting an adult cat already from a particular environment, you know, you've got to make sure that they are happy. They want to go. They want to move. Yes. You know, they oh, may yeah. be... They may be they may be perfectly happy where they are. You know, maybe you know maybe they won't, maybe it'll be great for them. Sometimes you know, other times they're like, no, 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 no. I have made I have made sofa fortress my kingdom. I shall not be moved from this place. <laughs> uh, pretty much, it's a funny thing with with pets. Uh, okay, yes, you have specific breeds that tend to sway one way or another in terms of like temperament, but most pets will have their own individual personality. That that, that has been a very strange thing to observe yes. over the years. Yeah. So like, absolutely. you know, some cats will be skittish, some cats will be, you know, just very bold, some cats will be territorial. Some, some cats will be dogs. dumb as rocks, let's be honest. <laughs> ah, that's nice. You have some mice, I see. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, cool. All right. Um, I'm going to go. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and and the same is true of dogs. I mean, people expect all dogs to be this kind of, you know, loud, boisterous, let's go running, let's go chasing. But some dogs are actually quite withdrawn, introverted. One of our dogs is very yeah. quiet, unless she feels like somebody's coming into our space and then she'll be she's very she's very much an alert dog. She barks to say, Hey, somebody's coming in here, but when she's chilled out, she's actually quite withdrawn and introverted, which was very experienced for me. It's not uh, I wasn't much of a dog person until we took these dogs. And mm. that was a learning experience for me that not all dogs are the way that maybe you think they're going to be from like television. Mm. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think I think a lot of people a lot of people assume that all dogs are like Labradors, where are ah, the super in your face? Oh my god, this is awesome! Let's go do the thing. Oh, this is fantastic! Oh wow, that's amazing! Brilliant! Wonderful! Yeah, but, dude, chill. I just came home. I've never seen you for years. I literally just went out to take out the bin. I haven't seen you for generations. That no, they do that. <laughs> they do that. I know. I know. They. I, I feel kind of. I wonder if they think you're leaving and never coming back. Like zero concept of time whatsoever. I think it has it, been the ongoing yeah. joke. It, it's it's something through like popular that. media. It is something mm. like that. That whether you're gone for five minutes or five hours, it, it's not that different to them. But I don't know. Like we don't really know. I don't think that's the. Mm. But it is worth saying that, like you know, from the perspective of what we talk about week in and week out, that like bringing a a pet into your home very much is I think of it as an amplifier. Whatever your vibe or dynamic in your home, a pet is not going to, uh, should we say, fix problems, let's say, or... Yeah, it's yeah, absolutely. While it will mm. be an addition, it is going to add a dynamic. I feel that I see them as an amplifier where if you have a stressed out environment or you are in yourself stressed out, the relaxing nature of a pet is not going to override the fact that it is more work and responsibility and it's never yeah. going away. You know, like if you, yeah, especially if much. you're adopting, which I very much advocate for people to adopt animals if they, you know, at all mm. can, you know, like a lot of the places, they make you sign contracts when you take these animals because it's a responsibility. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, so, it you know, is. so when you bring this animal into your house, it's not going anywhere. This is now a responsibility and it's going to amplify whatever's going on. I think up top, that's the first thing you should consider because, yeah, you know, it's a responsibility it to, to the animal. Your current lifestyle, ultimately, if it's not if it's not already going to be a good fit, it's not a good idea. Mm. And of course, that's why you can vary. You know, if you, if you want to get a pet, there's lots of different. It doesn't have to be a cat or a dog. There are other domesticated pets that you can, yeah, you know, that you can look out for. Mm. Domestic. I mean, yeah, I, I, you know, domestic domesticated animals. I think you know, wild animals. That's a, that, that's a a very different different conversation thing that should, you for know, sure. that's like a hmm. very different conversation um but yeah you know you could get you gerbils and <laughs> guinea pigs and hamsters rabbits or the little tiny the little oh, rabbits with their little uh, <clears throat> <Yeah>. <clears throat> excuse me come, come back, back to us come back to us yeah <laughs> they're so cute they're so uh, cute i did know somebody hmm. back in the day who had two lop-eared bunnies and they're just so cute because they've got the big floppy ears that drag along the floor and they just kind of I don't know, like, I don't know another word for it. They lollop, like that jump. It's yeah. like, just like, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. They're just very cute, but very clumsy animals. And it's very adorable. Oh. Mm. Yes, they're so good. Mm. But yeah, like cats are a great option for many people because they are relatively independent. Like you do need to clean up after their litter. You, they need feeding and they're not entirely solitary. They do need companionship. But yeah, a dog they will is, often seek it out themselves. Yeah, they will. But a dog is oh, a lot yeah. more work. You know, you have to be on top yeah. of a dog. Like a dog that is unhappy is going to make your mm-hmm. life harder. Like and. You're yeah. gonna make his life, its life harder. Yeah, their life. Oh, yeah. They, they, yeah. they deserve. You know, they deserve as everybody does. They deserve the best that can be provided for them. Mm-hmm. You know, like with with cats, I've definitely noticed one of the cats we have is she likes social company, but she's not cuddly. So she will sit in the room with you, and she will make noise for attention if nobody's in the room, but she won't snuggle up against you. 
Yeah. Another one of the cats is, you know, very shy. She will be skittish anytime there's movement. So she'll go disappear into a corner somewhere. But once she warms up, she will sit in your lap. The third one will just, mm. you know, climb onto your shoulder. It's a shoulder. <laughs> shoulder cats. That, that, the I'd dream. say the, the, the least intelligent of the three, but, you know, <laughs> he's, he's just... <laughs> but he, will, he will occupy space on your shoulder. Uh. So, yeah, the, the, the different interpersonal did, you know... Uh, they have their little personalities. Well, as Murdoch was saying earlier, they definitely, they definitely do. They're unique individual creatures with all the, the fun parts and, uh, and, and the craggy parts. And ah, they're just great. They're just they great. Are. Hmm. Well, I mean, it's a, I know it's a cliche, but, you know, you have to forgive me. I, there's a quote that I'm not going to try to remember who said it, but that uh, a cat becomes the soul of a house. Hmm. Should we just attri- should we just attribute it to um the internet? <laughs> the internet. No, um Ah it, carry on, the names escaped me and this is I'll interject halfway <laughs> I can't into, even into remember the episode the with a random name. name for it, yeah. No, uh, cats what? are I think a really good example of how a pet can amplify your household because they really do become this kind of visible presence that is almost like, yeah, like the soul of the house and... Mark Twain! Mark Twain, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, carry on. You know, if they're there and they're just chilling and purring, it's very relaxing to listen to a cat purring and, you know, just like, Mm -hmm. you know, petting the cat, like when you're chilled out, it's a very... Scientifically, like there have been studies that have shown that, uh, you know, the... The sounds and it reduces the, heart rate and it reduces blood pressure, promotes healing. Um, it's yeah, it's good for your well being. And I also think there's studies that say people that own dogs on average tend to live longer. Now, whether that's just because you know you're a little more active, like you have to walk them, oh. but there is a huge benefit, a positivity that animals can bring to you. But it's like, and it ranges from like the very uh objective we have measured the results and we can say that having an animal in your home will give you this 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 and this but there's also like just there's that pure joy of coming home to a smushy oh. little smushums yeah, mm-hmm. yeah just the little feeties <laughs> but they also because animals bring companionship companionship and friendship and uh, you know and um and a general sense of well-being those are very very important feelings regardless of whether they're coming from an animal or another person or whatever but because mm. those are very very important to a, a good long happy life so it oh, makes yeah. sense that people with pets would live longer because they've got a a it may not be the primary source but it's definitely a source of these very important squishy human you know human feelings that we need yeah it, it's unadulterated feelings i think is the term like humans are mm. complicated creatures <laughs> with, with animals you tend to know when they are sad or when they are happy with humans it's like are you fine yes i am fine are you sure yes oh i, I don't know sure. i've met some, i've <laughs> met some pretty passive aggressive cats <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, i don't know i find that cats are once you learn to speak cat, you know, like learn their little, uh, they communicate very visually. They communicate with their eyes. They communicate with their body yeah, language. Yeah. It's a very, ple- say, they don't, they don't like it when you mute at them. They get very confused. <laughs> yeah. But like when you learn to speak to them in their language, like you can really, yeah, they, they can become very, um, they open up. Mm. Yeah. 
Well, I think yeah, you, you understand you understand what they're actually what they're actually trying to say or what they're doing or how you can you know you, you learn to read their body language so you mm-hmm. know when they want to be left alone more or mm-hmm. when they want attention. Yeah, well, it, I think like the first thing, like the whole narrowing of the eyes. A lot of people that you know haven't spent time with cats, they sort of go, "Why is he like?" like squinting at judging me or me. judging me like he's mm. like look at that little <laughs> that little furry guy over there he's like staring at me he's like no 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 he's saying hey good dude we're chill like i am lowering my eyes yeah. so i am reducing my field of vision to show you that i trust you i'm not giving you all of my attention that uh, you're not going to try and eat me so we're chill dude we're chill that's mm. like what's that little guy thinking he's narrowing his eyes he's scheming something <laughs> <laughs> he's not thinking anything. Literally, there's not a thought in that very little head. Oh. On, on, the, on the other hand, dogs. <laughs> dogs are... Dogs will let you know. <laughs> yeah, dogs are very uh, upfront with how they're feeling. You know, like if they're mm. upset, they bark, they chew. If they're happy, they bark, they chew. <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting uh, to notice pattern here. Yeah. No, you get to know your dog. Like, I, I will say mm. as a lifelong cat person, learning dog, spending time with dogs has been very educational. And the bonding experience is different. I'm not mm. going to say one is better than the other, but it is different. Like the bond you share with a cat is not the same as you share with a dog. No, no, it's not. It's, I think... In, in terms of intelligence, there seems to be this misconception that, like, cats are more intelligent than dogs. I've, I've heard reports to the contrary. There's mm. also the loyalty factor. Dogs will chase you down to the ends of the earth. Yeah. Yes. Cats will, uh... I've, I've heard of at, at least one cat deciding, well, this has been fun. It's time for me to hit the road <laughs> and just disappearing <laughs> off the face of the planet. <laughs> my, my friend's cat has done that. Um... Mm. You know, he, he's been, you know, he was adopted, you know, when he was like two or three and he lived mm-hmm. there for a while and he still does, but he mostly lives across the road now and he <laughs> just comes up, he comes back every, he comes back every now and then a little bit fatter mm-hmm. and then waddles back off and doesn't come back for a week or so. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, that lends credence to the, the, one of the theories I've seen that while dogs were intentionally domesticated by humans because they're very helpful, cats domesticated themselves. They just showed up one day yeah. because, you know, human beings had food, they had warmth, and they drew their prey. You know, like human settlements draw in vermin for the waste, and then that draws in the cats to mm-hmm. hunt the vermin. And humans were like, mm-hmm. okay, these things are cute. They're dealing with the rats and they're smushy little smushums. So they're okay to hang around. And then, so this kind of more symbiotic relationship formed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's it the most persists. cat thing ever. They just literally yeah. just turned up. Yeah. Just one day. Mildred, bring the kids. <laughs> Thousands of generations. That's what they've been doing this entire time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, whereas, like you said, dogs are... I don't know if love is the right word, but it's the word we give to it. Like dogs love you. They need you. Well, I think, no, I think they, I think they do. I, 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 it's the same um, when I believe um, here we, here we're very, very responsible. We cite all of our sources. We're, we're citing nothing here. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. I remember reading an article about a study. Don't remember when it was. Don't remember what university it was. Don't know how accredited it was. I could be making it up. But in this study, they did like a whole thing where they were, measuring like what's going on in a dog's brain and a person's brain and like when somebody sees somebody that they love human wise their brain does like a particular thing and when dogs see their person their brain does the same thing mm-hmm. so i think it, it, you know as far as you can go on a scientific basis it is love they do love you mm-hmm. yeah 
they need you. That's the thing. Like, if you see dogs separated from their people, like, they are depressed. You can, it's heartbreaking. It's it heartbreaking. Is, you can see it. But that uh, looks, that, like so that, that Futurama episode. <sighs> no, Jeff. No. <laughs> <laughs> I will, I will wait for you. I'm sad now. I made myself sad. (laughs) Good job, Jeff. (laughs) (laughs) So, on that note, why don't we like change the pace up a little? And there is some cool little tech out there, I think, for pets. Right. Oh like, yeah. There's some. There's some. There's I know some very this is not stuff. a. Sh- this is a show that is not about tech. I know, but, but like, I mean, I think one of my favorites is just because it's sort of very. I don't know. It's very 21st century automated feeders mm. where you can have these like machines that are like, I don't know. It's like a gumball machine filled with cat food or dog food. Mm-hmm. And you can set them on like a timer with like, you know, a measured amount. So it will give them 20 grams of this food at three o'clock in the afternoon. Or you can mm. even have them with like a little camera and an app so you can go, okay, the, uh, the dogs look bored. I'm going to like dish out some food. It's, it's such a... 21st century attitude to pets, you know? Mm-hmm. Like quite literally, there's an app for that, and that app ties very nicely <laughs> to this product which we are selling. Here. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it does have its conveniences. Like, you know, it's, we it's really good for dietary have... control. Mm, no. Dietary control is good. Uh, we we it, don't always have the same guarantee that we will be back home at like, you know, four o'clock, five o'clock in the afternoon. Sometimes you, mm-hmm. you end up needing to take a few extra errands. Yeah. So things like automated feeders definitely help at least keep the consistency there, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, and consistency is key with pets, isn't it? It's one less Especially thing to worry dogs. about. Did I feed the yeah. cats? Did I feed the dogs? <laughs> oh, the amount of times you, you, like, you're laying in bed and you're just like drifting off and you're like, I didn't feed Maya. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, <wide laughs> and you've got this poor dog like lying at the end of the bed like, I remember food. It was a wonderful time of year, you know, and then the, you go and feed them. Mm. Yeah, it's. I mean, there's because the, the, you know, you've got like you you've got like the GoPros that go you can put on ga- like cat oh. collars to see what they're doing during the day. That's always fun because you say, "Wait a minute, this, this little guy's been going into all of my neighbors' houses. What? The, this, this is terrible. Oh, they've got a nice sofa, and then you can spy on your neighbors, and it's weird. <laughs> oh, right, the, the, like the little GoPro for cats. Yeah, yeah. Mm. They, they found out by that they they stuck like a bunch of GoPros on on a lot of neighborhood cats, and they did, and they discovered that all these cats living in the same area, so they couldn't all have their own territory. So they time shared the territories. Yeah, they'd each go <laughs> in. Fantastic. I remember this is a BBC documentary, wasn't it? Yeah, they, they all knew. They all had like they all had a time times. slot. Yeah, yeah. So they could mm. avoid because they didn't like each other. They weren't going to like hang out. At the same time, because mm-hmm. they are, you know, quasi-wild animals, they don't want to fight every day. That's not good for them. So, yeah, they'd worked mm. out this sort of, like, truce. It was crazy. It was it was awesome. It was very, very mm-hmm. cool. And not to mention yeah. the, the, the point of view of the camera. That's actually something worth, like, looking up. Yeah. Oh, my God. So many. It's like, ah, ah this is, oh, look at this cat. Oh, he's going to go. No. And then you see mm-hmm. a pigeon off of the distance. You think, oh, well. <laughs> R.I.P. Pigeon, bro. <laughs> <laughs> very, yeah, very efficient at what they do. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> now, another one that I like, although less useful if you're like me and live in a city where, for better or for worse, our cats are indoor cats. I think if you live in like, you know, rural England, 
an outdoor cat is great. It's definitely my preference. In a city, not so safe. You've got to you've got to look after you've got to look after the safety of the animal first and foremost. Yeah. Aren't you? So if you do have an animal that is allowed to go outside, the little not automated the the cat flaps that lock unless oh, like the cat's collar yeah. with a little RFID chip unlocks it is brilliant. When you install an old fashioned, you know, swings both ways cat flap, <laughs> it's everybody's cat food. You know, like you will yeah, walk into your yeah. kitchen and go, who's this? He's like, hi, oh, I like the cat food this, here. This you is kitchen, me kitchen. and Tommy from down the road. They're, they're joining us for a nice dinner. Oh, there's Janice. Yeah. <laughs> hi, Janice. It's, Mel- Meow. it's Mildred. She's bringing the kids. Oh, yeah. No. It's like, no, occasionally you come down. It's like, oh, there's a cat. There's a cat. There's a, a neighborhood dog that got out. Is that a fox? <laughs> that happens too, yes. Mm-hmm. In America, sometimes it's opossums. I want to say for like anybody that hasn't lived in rural England, that noise you hear at night is a fox. Mm. <laughs> it's very, it, so- like every- it sounds like somebody being murdered, but no, it's a fox. Yeah, foxes scream. And it's something that like you pretty much have to live in like a rural place to really hear. Like it's very iconic for rural England. I know we're not the only country with foxes, but it's a very iconic sound of like nighttime in England. But when people haven't mm. experienced it before, it's hilarious. <laughs> what the hell was that? <laughs> what was that? <laughs> it's like, and you just said like it's just what? the foxes. It's fine. <laughs> it's just the foxes. Don't worry about it. Mm. Yeah. Especially occasionally you'll have a you'll you will have a bark off where you'll have a fox scream an owl hooting and a cat meowing and they'll just go at it for <laughs> hours and hours. I just went to sleep. <laughs> yeah, like you think, I'm get, I know this is kind of old man grew up in the countryside corner here, but like, <laughs> again, like people like from the city, they'll go out and they go, oh, it's so peaceful and quiet. Oh, you just wait. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. Just but then there's the cows. Random, I miss cows. Random birds. Like, hmm. ah, cows. I miss it's those cows, you know? They're super friendly as well. They you know, are. They're they'll just wander so up to you like, hello, you. what's going on? Hello. <laughs> Especially when they like stand in the middle of the road and they're just blocking all the traffic. They don't care. <laughs> no. <laughs> you can't well, move them. They're not going anywhere. Mm-mm. You just got to pet them. Uh, and they have best friends. Cows have best friends. Like they hang out together in fields. They have ah, oh, cow- I love cows. Was it cows or was <laughs> it elephants? Where they did that brain scan on them, and they found that the parts of the brain that light up when they look at humans is the same parts of it's our a, it's, brain. It's elephants. Yeah, that when we look at something cute, like you know, like a baby animal, like there's a certain pattern of our brain waves that light up, and you know, the cute activation. Elephants do that when they see humans, and I just love that. They think we're cute. Yeah, <laughs> it's hmm. it's mutual. I think they're cute too. Yeah, our oh, <laughs> elephants are oh, elephants are awesome. <laughs> That's a terrifying thought. <laughs> we have we have the uh, personification. There's a word for this. Anthro- Anthropomorphization. <laughs> it's a Greek word. It's anthropomorphization. <laughs> anthropomorphization. Yes, <laughs> that word. <laughs> Uh, it's like no, of we, course we, it's we seem to apply our own interpretation of like you know what 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 the animals are thinking. The reality might not be as like pretty. It's like yeah. ah yes, the provider well, as food has shown up right on time. <laughs> I, don't, I I I don't know. Like when you look at how like elephants interact with people, like even wild elephants are on the whole pretty chill with human beings. There does seem to be that kind of um, there's something. You know, mm. like yeah. it's not well, like they're a, very, very intelligent. 
Yeah, you know, it's not like a lizard elephants. that kind of goes, movement, ah, and just legs it in the other direction. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, some lizards are nice, some lizards are friendly. Mm-hmm. They, can be, they can be bros, they can be affectionate, they have personalities. <laughs> lizards, are, lizards are cute. I'm not entirely sure lizards, I, I, I'm not, I, I, I don't know. I don't know if they have personalities or not. They have very, very oh, tiny lizard do. brains. Mm. Oh, they do, but they have person. They have personalities. Some are some mm. are boisterous. Some are feisty. Some are some are shy. Okay. Some will just n- never ever, you know, move. Sort of move. <laughs> mm. I just kind um, of assume they kind of, of sit just... there and go, sun, sun, insect, sun. <laughs> like that was my assumption about lizards. A, a lot, a lot simpler, I guess. <laughs> yeah, they they live a blessed life. Mm. And they're so cute. They're so tiny. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Well, not all of them. I mean, the iguanas are pretty, pretty darn big, but they're also pretty cute. Mm-hmm. I mean, we get them here, like especially in the summer. You'll sometimes see like a lizard like crawling on like a wall, and it's meant to be good luck. So that's nice. Mm. Ah, I wonder if that's why there's loads of like down in the village near where I live. You know, you know the park, the big park, Moggy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like little clay lizards on some of the walls, just randomly. Oh. So I wonder. I wonder Is if that's that... why they're there for good luck. Near the alpacas, you mean? It's near the alpacas, yeah. The statues right. of the alpacas, not actual alpacas. I, it, I'm, I would, if there were actual alpacas down in the park, I would not be here. I'd be down there constantly <laughs> with the alpacas. <laughs> they are wonderful. Oh, hmm. oh they're so cute. So, uh, do we have any other? Um, I don't know. Like, are you aware of any other little gizmos or tech things that with pets? Uh, the the last thing might be what's it called? So you definitely have chipped information oh, to be able to detect course. you know who who the parent the parents yeah. like quite literally yeah. the parents of the pets are right i mean just in yes, case they're yes, a legal requirement they're a legal uh, requirement in some places mm-hmm. aren't they yeah, yeah. And, and it's just collars are not permanent you know like you never know when a pet's going to slip away from one or if it gets caught or also, something you know, like maybe you know yeah some some animals like them some don't yep you know yeah chi- um, chips are very well, there's a word I'm looking for. Chips are, con- no, I don't want to say convenient. They're, they're excellent. They're really they're good s- for what they sa- need. Oh yeah, they're safe. They're safe. They're secure. Mm-hmm. If it's done, if it's done well and properly, it doesn't cause the animal any 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 concern. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I've I've seen you know you can now get these little collars for your pets that can conveniently store like a tile or like an air tag. Oh so you're yeah, able to like. Quickly Keep an eye on where it's gone. Before it gets, yeah, mm. much. Luckily, I mean, it's cats are the ones that can, we, we think of them as like intelligent animals, but they get lost. Cats can very mm-hmm. easily get lost. So that yeah. can be, mm-hmm. yeah, like I think a tight, like dogs, honestly, whenever my dogs have gotten off the leash, they tend to run a good 10, 15 meters and then stop and look back as if to say, come on, aren't you coming? You know, like, Come on, we're running away from who? I don't know. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I, I had one instance where one of the dogs had gotten off the leash and she bolted and she started... R- but she didn't run off. She just continued the walk on her own. She was just going on mm. like, I know the way. Come on, let's go. And mm. I just sort of... I remembered something I'd seen, so I just sort of got down and went, come on, come on, and then ran in the other direction and she just followed me. Mm-hmm. L- I've been lucky with our dogs like oh, they don't tend to yeah. run off but like i think once they get out of that immediate vicinity yeah that ability to kind of just look on your phone instead of you know having to take to social media and go my dog is gone my life is over please somebody bring him home yeah cause mm. it seems to be 
it, it must be. I mean, ugh, just the thought of losing a pet. It's horrible. Oh, yeah, no, 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 it definitely is. I, I think with dogs specifically, a lot of people underestimate how important sort of like house training and training in general is. Like, it takes a lot of effort. A lot. It's a lot. I'm not going to lie. Like, we've got a six-month-old dog at the moment, and it's mm. a lot. I, I knew it was a lot, and I underestimated how much it was. It's a huge amount of work. Mm. Mm. And I, th I think that therein lies the problem. Like, a lot of people have the impression that, oh, I'll just, I'll just get a puppy and, you know, things will work themselves out. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's, no it's a lot no. of effort learning to, no. you know, train the dog. It's a lot of effort, you know, caring for the dog, keeping it in shape. And, like, you know, the excuse that a lot of people make that I will get the dog so that I can start working. Uh, not, not working. Uh, exercising. 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 I will start walking. You just end up with a fat dog. It's a risk. It is a risk. Yeah. Or, or you end up with a very, like, you know, frustrating environment at home where the dog is, you know, just exploding with energy and takes mm -hmm. it out on the furniture. Well, we, we yeah. forget as well, like, there's some people that like to put their dog, like, say, in a garden and think, okay, it's fine. It'll run around. It'll do its business and everything's okay. It's not. Dogs need, like, the walk isn't just about physical exercise. It's mental exercise. Dogs need to yeah. smell things. They need to explore things. They need to interact. If your dog isn't interacting and socializing with the world outside, they're going to become uh, afraid, skittish. They're going to develop problems dealing with strangers when you know that becomes inevitable it's, well, it's exactly like a human being if you if a, if a human being is inside all day and has no mental stimulation and doesn't have any interaction with anything they're going to become incredibly unhealthy it's yeah. the same with dogs it's the same with any animal this is where cats can be a little easier as well like most cat breeds don't change much of their overall needs as it more affects maybe like specific medical needs certain cats have certain issues like any i i don't really like breeding i won't go too, mm. too deep into it but breeding can develop you know specific medical problems whereas like a more yeah. you know generalized mix tends to nature takes care of that with mm, dogs yeah. knowing your dog's breed is for me less about you know getting all caught up on you know its lineage or its pedigree and more about understanding its needs psychologically. So like a mm -hmm. dog that comes from a hunting background will need to be given stimuli mentally that's, you know, similar to hunting. They may want to chase things. They may want to retrieve things. You know, Labradors, Golden Retrievers, Lab Retrievers, they all really like to go and pick something up and bring it back to you because that's what they were bred for. Whereas mm -hmm. like if you have a Greyhound, what you need to do is just take it to a wide open space, let it off the leash, and it will run like crazy for about 20, 30 minutes. And then it's done for the rest of the day. For the, for the, mm. Yeah. It's a, I've often heard greyhounds described as the fastest couch potatoes on earth. <laughs> That's an interesting so, one. Yeah, knowing your dog's breed, uh, especially when you've got like, again, I want to say it, adopting an animal, fostering and, you know, taking in dogs that need a home is like the most important thing for me. So sometimes mm. you'll get a dog of unknown lineage and learning and watching and paying attention to these dogs is vital so that you can give mm. them that wonderful home environment so that they're happy and calm and relaxed. And then they will be a better pet for you if you're a better owner to them. Mm. Yeah, I think that's, good. that's a good point. Just to add to that, like knowing a, a dog's nature via breed or via observation, I think it is very, very important. 
a lot of people do get caught up in, oh, you know, I have a specific breed of dog without really knowing mm. whether it's suitable for them or not. Some people are active in their lifestyle and some people are, you know, by nature couch potatoes. I think it's very important if you are adopting a pet, pick a pet that is suitable to your general energy levels, like complements your general energy yeah. levels. If you are tired and can only go on very short walks most of the time, then you don't want a dog that needs to run for miles. You do not want yeah. like, you know, for example, hunting dogs, mm. especially like, you know, anything that's sort of like got the word hound in its name. Like these mm -hmm. were dogs that, especially in the olden days, some of these dogs were literally just left to roam the countryside. Mm. Like, so their exercise would be, they just ran around endlessly. Mm -hmm. Like there is no amount of exercise you can give these creatures to tire them out. They will outlast you. Mm -hmm. Guaranteed. Yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. so like if you're living in an apartment, maybe not the best dog if you have a choice. If, if you don't want a loud dog, if you're like somebody that thinks, I want a dog, I can do, I know that they will bark, but I don't want them to bark too much, then don't get mm -hmm. alert dogs. Like there are certain oh. dogs who are bred to be companions, but also guard dogs. Like not just, I don't mean yeah. that awful thing about putting a dog on a chain and leaving it to guard the house. No, but like, uh, kind of mm. like guard dogs. Um, what's the other, what's the other term for it? Like alert, alert dogs. Alert they, they, dogs, they, bark, like, they don't do any, yeah, they don't do anything except bark when they see somebody. If, that, if you know, if, if there's an intruder, they'll bark at them and then probably just go and lick their hand and sit on the sofa, let's be honest. Or oh. hide. Or hide, yeah. What I'm saying is like those dogs are by nature going to bark at people that come to the house. That's their nature. Well, that's what they do. You know. That's their one job. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, and you might want that depending on the size of the house. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, under, exactly. well, it's understanding and please, when you go to adopt a dog, you know, do take your time to ask about the dogs, learn a little about their breed, learn a little what to expect, to know that you and they can coexist happily that you can give them the home environment they need and deserve and that you know they will be the right companion to bring joy into your life because mm -hmm. yeah, when absolutely. you know when everything is right that's what they do they just bring endless joy mm -hmm. my, my last addendum to that is quite literally before you adopt possibly consider fostering what you might think is a good match mm. might end up being not a good match no, it's an excellent, yeah. it's, uh, it's an excellent thing to suggest. Not only to, it's a, it's a great way to trial owning an animal because there are so many animals that need fostering. Depending on your location, you know there are a lot of strays, there are a lot of abandoned dogs. Unfortunately, there are dogs that are needing to be rehomed for you know any number of reasons. Mm. So. And fosters can be an important step in that process because what it does is it gets them off the street. It prevents them from taking up space in a shelter where there may not be space. Mm. And it's temporary, you know, okay, a couple weeks, maybe a couple months until we find them a permanent home. Mm -hmm. gives you gives you time to you know understand what having an animal around will be but you're not like don't think of it as oh i'm just trying it on like a sweater no like you are providing a very needed service at the same time mm -hmm. yeah it, it it does take yeah. a load off the, it does take a load off the shelters too yeah mm -hmm. great okay you know at the end of the day don't forget that these pets are just smushy little smushrooms and that's the mm. that's really yeah. what we're trying to say today that they are wonderful <laughs> <laughs> with, 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 
Ah, with with great smush comes great responsibility. This is why I am carefully considering adopting a cat. I'm not jumping on board. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, thank you. And I do want to just take the opportunity before we wrap up to please, if you do love animals, please check out in your home location. There will be charities and organizations that are helping pets. They'll both need donations, uh, monetary donations of your time, Sometimes donations of food or pet toys. It's sometimes the the more forgotten charity because there's so much in the world that does need our attention that we sometimes forget that there are animals out there that need our help as well. So please check it out and look after these people are doing a really, really yeah. good job. So yeah. on that note, thank you guys for joining us. It's been a lot of fun talking with you. We'll see you next time. I've been Moggy, joined by Murdoch. Remember, folks, indulge a little. And Jeff. Yeah. And remember to go easy on yourself, guys. Been fun. See you next time. Bye. Take care. Bye.